Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Indeed, it's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel the Breeze Man, Breeze Pete, and Mike the Cap Kapler. Growing in Grace, thanks for tuning in and logging on and clicking and listening and all that stuff. It's We've talked about this before. It's no longer uh, tuning in. Uh, because we're not on the radio. <laughs> we're on this internet thing, and, and we put the podcast on the Facebook and the Twitter and the YouTube. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Mr. Kapler, what's going on? Well, hey, what's what's happening on the download? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to come up with some new phraseology here for you. I, I don't know. Tuning in just felt so right. It does. Mm-hmm. It, sound, it still sounds right after all these years. Tuning in. Tune in next week to Growing in Christ. <laughs> Same Grace time, same <laughs> Grace channel. It is. Growingingrace.org. And uh, speaking of the, the YouTube, the Facebook, and the Twitter, uh, you can find us there, Facebook and YouTube.com slash Grace Roots. And on Twitter, it's at Grace Roots. Find us there. I don't do Twitter as much as I would like, but we do post the podcast every week to Facebook and to YouTube, and they're obviously multiple uh, ways of sharing the podcast with other people. So uh, thanks for doing that. Indeed. Well, uh, picking up from where we left off last week again, uh, we were talking uh, specifically and have been recently about the Ten Commandments. I think sometimes, especially if this message of unconditional love and free grace is new to you, maybe you've been brought up in kind of a legalistic religious atmosphere or church or teaching this is this is all pretty new to you probably if if you're one of those that have just found our podcast or picked up a a grace book from somebody recently and i want to address something joel because sometimes people think they hear us saying something that we're not really saying sometimes i think people get the idea that what we're saying is that it's okay to just go do whatever you want no matter what it is it really isn't going to matter because we're forgiven and Jesus paid it all. And, and it really doesn't matter what all. you do. And, and, and so people get this idea that's what we're saying. And, and that's not what we're saying at all. We, you do have the freedom to do what you want. What we're saying is that as you grow in grace, what you want will change mm-hmm. potentially. And so we're not saying that it's okay to go out and murder people or it's okay to, you know, commit adultery. We're not encouraging people to go out and covet all they want to. That's not what we're saying at all. And, uh, I'm going to let Joel step in here and, and tell you what it is we are saying (laughs) (laughs) because, because I know people interpret that. And I think that's why a lot of people in the ministry are afraid to talk about some of this because they'll be accused of just, uh, giving people the green light or the license to sin. Right. Well, you know, because I think the idea of grace sounds good to people, but, and we've talked about grace, but ministries a lot of times <laughs> here on Going in Grace, but you got to have some rules, but you got to have some law in there. How are we supposed to know what to do if we don't have law? 
if we don't have the Christian law or the moral law, as people call it, you know, the Ten Commandments or whatever. So to repeat and reiterate what you were saying, we're not saying that it's okay to go murder, that it's okay to covet, that it's okay to commit adultery. None of those things are good. Stealing isn't good. All of these things that the law mentions, you know, those certain things aren't good. But what we're saying is that as Paul talked about in Romans 7, we had to die to the law. Specifically there, of course, he was talking to the Jews who were under the law. They had to die to the law in order to be married to Christ, in order to be joined to him, uh, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. So it was dying to the law that brought about being able to be married to Christ, and the result of that was bearing fruit to God. So, again, we're not saying that all of these things are good. Just go do whatever you want to do because it doesn't matter. Grace covers you. It's nothing like that. What we're saying is that Jesus Christ himself has come to live in us. We've been joined together with him. There's a new heart that we have, a new motivation There is love that has come to dwell in us. God himself, God is love. He has come to dwell in us. God is our source, not law, not rules, not trying to obey as well as you can all of these uh, different rules and principles and laws and ordinances. I hope that people will see that there's a difference there. There's a difference between trying to live by law and rules and living by the indwelling Christ that's in us. Again, the bearing fruit unto God came from having died to the law and being joined to Christ. You see the disconnection there. You're disconnected from the law so that you can be joined to Christ and therefore bear fruit to God. That's what we're saying. We're not saying, again, can't repeat it enough, that murder is good, that... uh. Adultery is good, that all these things are good because they're bad. (laughs) They're wrong. But the way to avoid those things or the way to bear fruit unto God that's good is to die to trying to keep those laws and instead be joined to Christ because Romans 7 goes on to say that the sinful passions were aroused by the law. They were at work in our members to bear fruit to death until this dying to the law happened and the uh, being joined to Christ. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, when Paul used the coveting example, one of the top ten, right? The commandment sees the opportunity that produced in him all kinds of covetousness or coveting of every kind. And and he makes a a shocking statement here for people who haven't been exposed to this before. They've been exposed to the gospel of works, not the gospel of grace. Paul said this, and it's a very short verse. It's one sentence. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. And so there you have it. I mean, that's why the law was given, as as you were talking about there, Joel. It it was designed to increase sin and to show people that they could not live up to that holy standard. So when we say that we're no longer under those commands, that that covenant ended, we're not saying go do whatever you want that's going to cause all kinds of pain and sin and agony and hurting other people and yourself in the process. Of course, we're not doing that. The New Covenant writers didn't do that. We live by the power of the the Holy Spirit now, the the New Covenant that that replaced the old. 
And so that's that's the good news that we've got here. But there are still those out there who would say, yes, we've been freed from the law, except for those moral commandments, the top nine or the top ten, depending on who you're talking to. And that just can't be the case. I mean, if you're taking a look at what Paul said here in Romans 7, what we just talked about, and then go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, where he talked about those very commandments written in stone as being the ministry of death, the ministry of death that ended, by the way, and no longer has any glory because of the ministry whose glory surpassed it, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the ministry that brings us unconditional love and allows us to minister that same thing to others. Right, because like we were talking about last week when you know, in, in Romans 13, see, Ro- Paul says all these things in Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, all, all these things, and he talked about being dead to the law, all these things, and then you get to Romans 13, and it's not like he's changing his mind when he brings up five of the Ten Commandments, and then he brings up a commandment from Leviticus, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Go back and listen to last week's podcast, because really, what Paul was getting at there was love one another. That's really what it was about. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. He's not going back on what he had just said and saying, well, you've died to the law, but now go back to it. He's not saying that. He's just saying that all of that is fulfilled in love your neighbor as yourself. And he brings that up again in a different place in in Galatians. Galatians 5, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Here's this liberty that we're talking about. We have been called to liberty Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. He's not saying go back to the law. He's just saying don't use your liberty from the law as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Well, Joel, Cap. Paul brought up the law there again, so we're supposed to follow the law. Again, (laughs) he's not saying follow that law. He's saying that love is the fulfillment of the law. Love is the root of all of this, of, of our life in Christ. Love one another. Love God. And it's all by God's grace and and uh, as John says, in this is love, not that we first love God, but that he first loved us and uh, and that Christ gave himself for us, even while we were sinners. Uh, when it all boils down to it, we're dead to the law. We're not following the law. We're joined to Christ. And in that way, we are able to uh, live out this love life of God's life in us. Yeah, that's true. The life of Christ, he is our life. And he desires to, to live and, and move through us. It's through him that we have our being. And uh, But some will still say, well, you know what? I agree with you that the law really is done away with. But we've still got these moral laws, these universal laws written on stone that we're all supposed to abide by. So, But you're still placing people back under a law that ultimately brings death. Paul called it the ministry of death. You just can't get away from that. We know that this is the case. We know that the ten were part of the Old Covenant. Uh, they were called the tablets of the covenant, those stones where those commandments were written. And we, let's remember in, in Deuteronomy, it says, referring to the law, God stated that nothing, nothing shall be added 
to it or taken away from it when it comes to the law. Not any command, not one out of the 613. You can't do that. So somewhere along the way in these New Covenant writings, one of the apostles, at least one of the apostles, somewhere would have listed all all nine or ten, uh, like what happened under the old, uh, and said, here's, here's the ones you should keep. And by the way, here's the ones you shouldn't keep anymore. No, it was a package deal. They were all together. You couldn't break them up. And that's why people needed to be delivered from it and brought into something new. Yeah, that package deal, all 613 commandments required perfection. James, Paul, uh, whoever mentioned them didn't say, well, God just says, try your best. Now that Christ is in you, you know, try your best to keep the law. No, they made the point that you either keep all of them, every single one of them, or you have broken the law and you're guilty of all. And so that's why we needed to be dead to the law and joined to Christ so that his life could come in us, the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the love of God. That's really what life in Christ is all about. And next week, we're going to be talking about something that kind of goes along with this. Jesus Christ himself is the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible is not the way, the truth, and the life. We're thankful that we have the Bible, the epistles, the uh, Holy Scriptures. But sometimes we get mixed up in thinking that life is found in the Scripture. Really, life is found solely in Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.